welcome to The Real and the Gritty with Belle and Danielle. So we are here with the incredible Megan today and we are so excited to chat with her. So over the last six years, Megan has immersed herself deeply in the fitness and wellness industry and has created an impressive portfolio. Megan is a highly sought after, fully qualified personal trainer and group fitness instructor. Through her experience as a coach, she has been fortunate to work with hundreds of clients based in Melbourne and her hometown, Darwin. Megan is extremely passionate about health and well-being and has, a, uh, has driven her desire to positively influence people's lives. Her ability to connect and create community is second to none, which is why she has cemented a firm place in the industry. Her latest career move into 21 has been to become the newest TV personality on NITV's popular show, Yokai Footy. So Megan co-hosts Yokai Footy alongside media personality, Tony Armstrong. We are so excited to chat with you. Welcome, Megan. Oh, thank you so much for having me, girls. It's um, it's a pleasure to be on your potty. And I'm sorry that we were having some technical difficulties. So for anyone that watches the video, you're going to see a black screen because my video is not working. But it, um, <laughs> it is really nice to um, to be, yeah, be able to chat to you girls today. Isn't that just the life of um, being in business? <laughs> Nothing ever goes to plan. <laughs> Literally always the way. Um, but before we before we get started, I would like to um, just do a little acknowledgement to country. Um, so I'd just like to acknowledge the um, Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional custodians of this land on which we live and we work and we exist today. Uh, I acknowledge their continuing living culture connection to the land waters and the community I'll keep um, I will continue to look after and respect this country Um, and I'd also like to pay my respect to um, our elders both past and present and all upcoming future leaders amazing thank you so much and let's go dive into just all about you who are you? Where are you from? How did you get into this industry? Go for it. I, so my, um, my hometown, which you touched on earlier, Belle, is Darwin. So I grew up um, in the Northern Territory, which is still very much home to me. Um, my family are all still up in Darwin. Um, but I uh, moved to Melbourne, gee, coming over 10 years ago now, coming up to, sorry, 10 years ago now after um, a little stint of living in the UK for a couple of years after I finished school I wasn't quite sure exactly what I wanted to do career-wise my friends were all pretty certain on what their um, path was going into uni and I kind of didn't really have an idea at that stage so I um, decided to pack my bags and gallivant around Europe for a couple of years which was very fun as a young 20 year old Um, And then after living in London for a couple of years and getting a bit of a glimpse into, um, I suppose you could say like big city lights and bright lights, I was like, I don't know that I really want to go back and live in Darwin just yet, um, which was why I made the decision to move to Melbourne now, which is, yeah, coming up to over 10 years. Um, So Melbourne has definitely become my second home and I love it here as much as um as you know as as much as I do Darwin but Darwin is very much where my 
um, my heart. Home is where the heart is, they say, and that's very much true in that sense. Um, I've been working in Melbourne in the uh, over the last sort of six, seven years in the fitness industry. Um, I did my Cert 3 and 4, uh, yeah, dating back about seven years now. And, um, yeah, I have kind of done that ever since and worked in numerous different sort of gyms and areas of the fitness and the wellness space. And um, that's kind of been... I mean, it's a pretty big journey and my resume is pretty colourful. There's lots of different um, experiences within that over the course of the sort of last six or seven years. Um, but, yeah, that's that's sort of me in a nutshell. <laughs> Why health and fitness for you? I, I grew up, um, I mean, in Darwin, it's it's a pretty outdoorsy type of a place. You know, growing up as a kid, I was always playing sport. Um, if it wasn't netball, it was touch footy. And if it wasn't touch footy, it was soccer. It was always kind of something. Um, so I think that having such an active um, childhood meant naturally that I was always really into exercise and, and health and fitness. Um, so I feel it was a pretty natural progression from my childhood because I was always, you know, running around doing something as a kid. Um, it wasn't until um, kind of, and I guess we're probably going to go pretty deep pretty quick, but my dad got really sick. Um, he was diagnosed with cancer. It would have been probably about nine years ago now because it's coming up to his seven-year anniversary since he passed away. But um, yeah, he got really sick with cancer um, and it was sort of watching his journey um, with, with cancer and, you know, watching somebody that you love unconditionally deteriorate the way that, you know, the way that people do when, with, with that awful disease. Um, that really triggered this sense of like, okay, if you don't have your health. And that's actually something that he, I'll never forget that he said to me when it was sort of nearing the end for him, we were having like this really deep life chat. And he was like, you know, if there was one thing in my life that I regret not doing is taking better care of my health. Um, so that, that will just that conversation and those words have sort of lived with me ever since and that was really my main driver as to okay cool I really need to it was something I was interested in but that really just cemented um the decision to go off and do my PT course and and uh, really delve into the health and the exercise and wellness space Mm. and then in that part of your life how did you get through that how did you yeah, how did you mentally get through that physically? Did you take time? Um, did you go into a passion project or how how was that for you? Honestly, for me, I think that was such a that was what really kind of got me through was having this um instilled kind of um you know feelings around exercise and wellness and training for me. Getting what got me through those times was just keeping active and exercising. And at that point, I was really into the um, Kayla, it's seen as like bikini body, oh, yeah. like <laughs> very early stages of her um, her program. And I and it was like the kind of early stages of Instagram. And yeah. um, I was yeah the PDF really book. 
Yeah, I literally had this like printout book and I would take it into this like um, little gym that had minimal equipment. But yeah, that was that was really what got me through. And I definitely, yeah, I took I took a fair bit of time um, off and spent a lot of time after you know kind of going through that journey with him, especially towards the end, like with my family and back home and that time in my life is so significant because it um, really cemented my values around family for one being my number one Um, and then really number two being health like that they're like the two key components of my life I I would say and I think they always will be. Mm. That's huge that really Really is. And do you think now that you make a lot of your decisions going forward in your career and in your life just purely from that intuitive, like, gut feeling inside now yeah. that you know? Yeah, definitely. I, um, I you know, I was pretty fortunate to be brought up um, in particularly, like, my mum's side of the family. We're quite sort of spiritual, I would say. Like, there's a, my, yeah. my sister, you know, we're into, you know, crystals and reiki and the moon and all that kind yeah. of a little bit woo woo but I um I grew up around that and so I've always had like intuition and kind of following your gut like I, I I'm a I'm a big believer in the cliche that everything happens for a reason and yeah um yeah, for sure. I I am always kind of guided by gut feelings and what feels right and what doesn't. And um, yeah, for sure, that intuition. And um, I would say that's definitely a huge part of, uh, you know, even what's got me to where I am today with my work, um, kind of going into this media side. Um, but I'm sure we'll touch on that as well. But um, yeah, Gut, gut instincts and feelings and intuition is a huge part of how I kind of feel like I car- am carried through life for sure. We always say when we stop listening to that or we're ignoring that side of ourselves or we're not tapping into it, life gets really loud, <laughs> especially if you're going off the wrong path. It's not. Oh, meant- my goodness. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like you can, sometimes the universe likes to give you a smack on the face to remind <laughs> you as well. It's like, um, I think you're going off course here. Yeah. yeah. That was the whole 2018 for me, the universe going, mm, you're going yeah. the wrong way, turn around. Turn yeah. around. Here's a challenge, here's a challenge, here's a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Some years are like that, aren't there? Some years are they like, boom, boom, boom. You're like, whoa, yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, you, universe, really? Like, come on, give me a break. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just going to add in uh, if you ever meet Megan she's always just got this beautiful big smile and you can feel your energy come through like even in the way you talk and how passionate you are through um what makes you you and I think that's just so special to really find that connection I think you're a little bit like a glue um you're just yeah you're very easy to connect with and I think you empathize and find ways to do that with a lot of people thank you and I um yeah definitely as I've gotten older um have become quite like hyper aware of who I am and how I operate. And um, yeah, I think that is something that I have definitely identified as one of my 
skills or um, yeah, I guess skill you could call it is being able to connect with people really um, easily uh, and being able to kind of mirror people's energies and um, and I think that that all stems from the way that I've yeah been been brought up kind of uh, with that sort of openness and spirituality and um, mm. it, it's definitely such a huge part of who I am being being that that side of um, my my soul in terms of that spirituality side and yeah. the, the vulnerability that comes with that and the openness and the like you mentioned, the empathy, I think that all stems from, yeah, that that kind of softness that was instilled in me from a young age through my, my parenting, I guess. And it's so special to have that in the health space and the health yeah. fitness space um, to connect with people on a deeper level when they really do need it, um, especially if they're in their healing journey or even just fitness journey. I think um, when you can tap into that as a coach, um, it's very powerful for yeah. the client. Yeah, and where where are you working at the moment? Um, so, well, at the moment with COVID, <laughs> I'm working a lot from home. Um, we are. Yeah. What are we now? The fourth lockdown. It's mental. Mm-hmm. Um, so these last few weeks, it's been it like obviously I would rather be at work but it's kind of been nice to step back and have this time to kind of do some deep diving and self-reflective kind of stuff at home that you kind of don't normally get the opportunity to do when you're up at five o'clock in the morning and bouncing into the gym training clients but um when I am working and when gyms are operating I uh, coach out of a gym in Brighton called the Woodshed um, and I've been there now for probably nearly 18 months, I would say. Um, And then I coach one night a week at Strong um, Pilates, which is a kind of new concept. Um, So it's like a, it's called a row former, which is the bed that we use. And so you've got one part of the bed that's uh, reformer bed, like a traditional kind of Pilates reformer bed, even though it's like a much bigger version of a reformer. And then on the other side of the bed is a concept two rower. So it's this really cool concept of like low intensity, uh, sorry, low impact, high intensity, um, which is really cool. And Mm -hmm. I I love working there as well. So they're my um, fitness kind of arms of what I do. And then I work uh, co-hosting an Indigenous footy show, which is on NITV, National Indigenous Television. Um, and that's really fun. Amazing. That's like the media side or the media arm of what I do. And then that's new, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. yeah. That is, um, very, very new to me. I literally have not one ounce of media experience. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of funny that I've landed um, this role. And again, like, you know, going back to what you mentioned earlier, Belle, just about like creating connections and and things like that. That's something that I'm so um, grateful for about, and you, you, you would both feel that this too, that's something that's really special about the work that we do do working in the fitness industry. You get to meet so many people like from all different walks of life. Um, Mm -hmm. and 
that's for sure been one of my like the my favorite thing about the work over the last couple of years particularly working in Melbourne you just get to meet like these incredible entrepreneurs or business people or on the flip side of that these gorgeous like families and mums and like everyone's just got such different journeys um but one of my old clients when I used to work at this boot camp in Elwood which is where I live in Melbourne now um she works in media and um, it was kind of funny actually because for the big lockdown that we had, the second lockdown last year, I managed to make um, my grand escape to the top <laughs> end. I went home um, yeah, because, you know, obviously everything shut down and I was like, I, I, I don't, I really don't want to stick around yeah. if I don't have to yeah I don't want to be here so <laughs> I went home and did my quarantine for a couple of weeks and then ended up spending pretty much nearly four or five months there I think it was and I was the, it was the first time that I've spent a decent amount of time back home in Darwin and I kind of fell in love with being back home I'm getting a little bit older now I'm just about to turn 33 so I'm like kind of the the whole um where do I want to be yeah yeah totally and but the the fun of Melbourne had kind of worn off and I think at that point too I was like Melbourne was in turmoil and Darwin was this like Mykonos of Australia because <laughs> like yeah. COVID basically didn't even really touch the surface there so I think I got a little bit swept up in the moment but anyway I was like I think I could see myself living back in Darwin So it was when I um, came back to Melbourne, my plan was to um, come back for Christmas, December, have fun, like last hurrah, kiss everyone goodbye, and then start packing up my stuff and my life and relocating back to Darwin. And that was pretty much like set in stone. Like I told everyone, I'm coming back, I'm coming back. Anyway, I got back to Melbourne and things started to open up again and the sun was shining and I was like oh actually it's pretty good here but you know like what we were talking about before with like your intuition and your gut and and things like that I um I had a bit of a conversation with my housemate and we were like you know you've got to make a decision before this date whether or not you're 100% coming or going because by the time I'd got back I was like oh do I want to do I not so I put my little manifesting feelers out into the world and I was like okay what's universe tell me (laughs) tell me what is happening and um it was just funny because it was like as soon as I'd shifted into that mindset um little opportunities were starting to pop up here and one of those was my old client from the boot camp that I used to work at in Elwood so full circle so random reached out to me on Facebook and was like hey I um know you don't have any media experience but I think you've got the right personality you should audition for this role that's become available we're looking for a female indigenous co-host for a footy show I think you could I think you could you know potentially be really good at this and I was like hmm (laughs) yeah and and it was like you know like you were saying like the intuition and the gut feeling and I was like for one I'm not going to get it like as if they're going to pick me I don't really have any like I don't have a real tie to AFL as such and I don't have any media experience so it's 
I'm just going to go and do the interview, but there's no chance I'm going to get it. It'll just be cool for the experience. I'll get to go into AFL house, might bump into some cool people in there and get to meet (laughs) cool people. Let's just go and do that. So yeah, I went and took myself to the interview and it went really well. And they called me back for an interview or like they call it like a chemistry catch up with Tony, who's uh, my co-host, who's a legend, who I love. He's the best. Um, And yeah, we got along like a house on fire. And yeah, here we are, 14 episodes into into this new media role, which has been really fun and kind of a whirlwind, but I'm loving it so far. It's it's so special to hear like these new new pathways opening up. I think sometimes Mm. we go through life thinking that we have to stay on the same journey or like this is what I chose and like I've just got to keep pushing through. But in reality, you can kind of, change and diverse and go try something and come back to something else and if you aren't open to looking these things don't find you totally and I think too like what had happened to me when I was in Darwin um was that my let's say like my passion for working in the Indigenous sort of space was amplified because I was back on my country with my family and, you know, my mum has worked like pioneering in um, kind of Indigenous affairs or Indigenous matters for ages. So being around that day in, day out, but also kind of being removed from this Melbourne bubble that I've been in, which is a great, like I love my life here, but being back with that real connection to culture. My grandfather's still in Darwin. He's about to turn 92 and he's one of the oldest um, surviving members of the stolen generation still in Darwin. And, uh, you know, just that, that real connection to culture was like, it was, I I was like, holy shit. And it's always been a passion, but I've never really known how to integrate that passion uh, with Mm. my health fitness passion so it was like I went to Darwin and that's why you know I said earlier everything happens for a reason and it was like for whatever reason I went home I was meant to stay home I was meant to have that realization then I was meant to come back here and it's just like then you found that connection and that feeling on the inside to connect with like the footy and the fitness space in that which is so cool isn't it yeah totally and so I am and I was already feeling that sort of sense of like okay I think I'm ready to diversify the work that I'm doing even though I know that I'll always stay in the health and the fitness wellness space I was really feeling this pull to kind of shift anyway so um yeah it's been really kind of funny to watch it unfold sometimes I have to like pull myself out of my body and like have this bird's eye view of what's going on because I'm like when you can sort of see when you've got such a strong self-awareness and you can Mm. kind of look back and go wow that happened because of that and that happened because of that it's kind of crazy (laughs) Yes, I love that. I've just moved back home for Nelly a lot of the same re- reasons, but I see it as a very grounding experience because lockdown put things into perspective for all of us with family yeah. um, and not being able to see family for that long. I was like, oh, I need to go back home. And, you know, um, Belle and I still work together with I Am Fit, but 
we make it work. But at the same time, I don't think without having that connection connection back into being grounded with my family, I would be in the right place either. Totally. And it's so important, like that word grounding, uh, our lives mm. are so fast paced that we can forget. And like you said, COVID was such an eye opener and there was as shit as it was, there was so many silver linings that kind of came out of it as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that feeling of yet yeah, being reconnected with home and family and just, and slowing down and reevaluating mm. what actually is important to me because we just become these robots sometimes and it's like, okay, I've achieved this, now on to the next, now mm. on to the next, now on to the next. And that actually doesn't become satisfying unless you can stop and appreciate. Yeah. And so- really look at your purpose and your mission. So what, like if we're going to dive into that, what is your mission at the moment? Now that you've sort of gone back and been on that journey, what is your uh, burning desire mission inside you? I wish you could see my camera because it's so funny. I'm kind of going through this like um, like self-discovery stage, really trying to identify that now. And I've got all these post-it notes on the <laughs> wall behind me with like um, little notes and things on them, which is kind of funny. But I would say I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. My, um, my purpose, I feel, or like my mission at the moment is to um, – educate and bring to light just um, some of the things like Indigenous matters. Um, I think that something that I really noticed as um, my, through my upbringing and schooling, unfortunately, when, when I went to school, there wasn't a great deal of education about the real true history of our country that it just wasn't in the curriculum at school and um I guess in a way I can understand why some you know a lot of people that are in our generation my age don't really get um what like the the cult like Indigenous culture um and why the importance of it and um yeah, that, that is something that I hope to, as my platform sort of grows and um, my being able to use my voice to just sort of share messaging and things of importance that help people to understand. And I think that's what one of the beauties of social media and particularly over like the last couple of years, there is so much more awareness and understanding and education that's out there. Um, and there's, you know, even just let's use Australia Day or Invasion Day or whatever you want to call it as an example. I mean, five years ago, no one really knew, it. no one like um, really understood other than probably Indigenous people why it's not really a date that we should be celebrating um the conversation the conversation wasn't happening was it it wasn't happening no exactly so that is something that's great now is that conversations are being had there's so much more awareness people are calling things out standing up for what's right and yeah that's that is something that is definitely what's lighting a bit of a fire in my belly at the moment being able to use my platform and my voice to um, educate in that space but also um, you know I think for me uh, 
I'm really passionate about people living their best lives, similar to what, you, you know, similar to you girls. And through doing yeah. that, I think it's encouraging people, even though fitness is huge and exercise, it's not just about that. It's about getting out into nature and um, connecting with the earth, putting your feet in the ocean or the sand or like doing some breath work or writing in your journal. And that's also something that I hope to um, share because I feel like those little tools are such beneficial ways to manage your stresses of life um, and being yeah. able to kind of share that with my clients or the people that I am, you know, crossing paths with is, is also something that really, you know, makes me like that's what I want to continue doing on this journey. We're huge on that going too, Megan. Back. Yeah. Sorry, Dan. Just going because... back. You... <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> you go. I was gonna say, was gonna say <laughs> just because otherwise you're kind of just doing life or yeah. other and, mm. and you're missing it. You're not living it. You're just doing it. Yeah. So exactly. And going back into Indigenous culture, you like it is really about connecting to the land, the earth, um, spirits. If is there any insight on that that you can give the audience as well? Yeah, I mean, I just I think that well, this land, this culture is the oldest continuous living culture in the world. To be part of a, a country that that we can say proudly that that is who we are. We're a country that the oldest continuous living culture still exists is something that I think is so like hugely powerful. Um, And culture, like maintaining that culture is so important for me, um, you know, as, as an Indigenous girl, I think that when I have children and my children have children, I will always tell them stories of my grandfather, what he went through, what happened, so that that culture remains forever because it's, um, you know, this country is, is, so, is so ancient and um, that's yeah. why, you know, protecting the land and, these sacred sites and um, making sure that that is a priority for this country to protect this culture is so important. Um, so, yeah, I think. 100%. 100%. It gives me shivers. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, it, it, there's a long, long, long way to go, um, but I just think that it's such a beautiful culture and Aboriginal people are so beautiful and the the history and the stories and the, um, you know, just it, it's, it's so special and I think it's something that I, yeah, I really look forward to being able to continue to share along my journey with Yokai and then, you know, once the season ends this, this year, kind of continuing that work outside of it as well. Mm. amazing good on you yeah just following your intuition and then it's like bam 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 opportunities open up absolutely it's um yeah it's been pretty pretty and a pretty exciting journey and I'm kind of like 
coasting along with it at the moment with kind of some fun little things popping up on the side, which I'm really enjoying. I, I think I'm going to do a little bit more um, sort of study or just sort of some some self-learning in the media space because this, 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 I'm so new to it, so I want to make sure that I'm kind of making making the most of the learnings there. But, um, yeah, there's lots of exciting things popping up and I'm still sort of like, whoa, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Is this really happening? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We can't to watch, uh, can't wait to watch you go through even more of this. Thank you. Yes. So um, back, I don't know what date it because I I followed you on Instagram for quite a while, but you did fight night a few years back. Yes. Tribute. That is badass. I love that, yeah. and <laughs> like obviously the preparation on your body, mind, physical, mental would be insane. How was that for you, and what did that look like? It was, it was still to this day one of the, like, coolest things that um, I've, I've done. Um, at that time I was going through, I'd just gone through, like, a pretty big breakup um, and I was like, okay, I need to just pull myself out of this shithole that I'm in because I feel like yeah. fucking ass every day and I hate it. <laughs> um, yeah. Even that alone, like, choosing a goal and recognizing that pattern before letting yourself kind of get to that low point is huge. Yeah, it was, I just needed, I just knew I needed to do something something for myself. And I think that what I identified in my pattern with relationships was that I had, and I think it was due to, you know, the fact that I'd lost my dad as well. Like I kind of willed in these relationships that instead of necessarily, um, you know, they being the right relationship, it was like a replay, like I was expecting the relationship to make me happy and provide. And I was so like dependent. Yeah. And um, so choosing to do the fight, I was like, I, I really coming out of that relationship, my my focus was um, gaining independence. That was like the biggest thing. Yes. I was like, I really just want to stand on my own two feet. And it's mm. definitely not been something that has been a click of the fingers. It's been a long journey to get to this point that I am today but that was sort of the beginning of that road was choosing to do that fight and I was training at tribute at the time and loving boxing um Mm. so yeah I remember writing my name down as like an expression of like of interest and um then yeah they then I just happened to yeah they matched me up with someone and I was like shit this is actually happening (laughs) 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 but I and I've also never been good at committing to like challenges or anything like that because I've got really bad willpower when it comes to like drinking wine and having fun and going out and socializing like I suck in that department and I work with Jack with my health coaching now and he's always like come on, how bad do you want it? He always says to me, how bad do you want it? And I'm like, I know, but I really like drinking margaritas too. <laughs> um, but that was definitely something that I, it was good to have that mental challenge. Um, but yeah, it was, the preparation was pretty cool. It was 12 weeks um, of like pretty intense training. Like I would train every, pretty much every day or like six days a week. Um, sometimes twice a day, mostly boxing, a little bit of strength training. 
Um, we did a lot of sparring leading up, up to it. And then it was sort of like the last four to six weeks that I really ramped it up with like the making sure that I cut out the alcohol and the bad eating and tried to focus on getting enough sleep and all of that stuff. Um, so, yeah. And then I just remember like when the night rolled around, like a few people would say to me, like, are you nervous? Which of course, like there was an element of nerve, but I was just so excited. I was like, fuck, like going on that journey and like dedicating to myself for that period of time was so empowering. And even though I was still kind of reeling a little bit from the breakup, I was definitely nowhere near what I would have been had I chose to stay in that shit feeling. Um, And like, I just remember walking out and I like had my song playing and all my friends were standing in the corner and I just felt proud more than anything. I was like, fuck yeah, I just did that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like propelled you into that next phase. Yeah. Yeah. It almost like fast forwarded me getting over it like getting going getting over going through a bit of a breakup of course it was still hard and like I cried I'm a cancerian and I literally cry at the drop of a hat so I cried all the time but (laughs) yeah but it's that choice that allowed you to push out of a really negative experience a little bit faster than you know staying in that negative mind frame, a victim mentality, abusing your body. Like it's that one choice there being like, you know what, I'm going to go hard and really show myself what I can do. Yeah. I think it's really important for clients to hear sometimes because we have like, that's a lot of dedication. It's a lot of things that you have to give up. Yeah. When you're feeling like crap, and it's really easy to stay feeling like crap. <laughs> yeah, like there's no perfect time. You just actually have to jump. Yeah. It's almost, and it's like the question of like, is it's it's going to be hard either way. Like it's going to be hard if you stay in this position or it's going to be hard if you choose to go through this changing stage. But I would rather choose that version of hard than stay in the same shit feeling for eternity because that sucks but it's also like I think I've definitely carried that mentality even into um where I'm at sort of with my health journey now because something for me that um and the reason that I work with Jack at Jungle um is for my my skin I've battled on and off for years with psoriasis um And I know that my initial trigger with that was definitely stress. It was like around the time that dad was diagnosed with cancer and just, it was, it was 100% stress. Um, And, you know, I have surprised myself in the, um, in this space as well, because it's like I can let myself get to rock bottom. I think I touched on it earlier on, but for me, like 2018 was like a really challenging year personally for a lot of things. It was the year that I went through the fight, went through the breakup, like moving house, like just, it was, it was a huge year. And um, Mm -hmm. I had probably one of like the biggest psoriasis flare ups ever at the end of the, that year. Um, And so it's like been this constant journey of like dedicating myself to my health as well, because um. Otherwise, I would just be in this constant state of like inflammation and my skin would be fucked all the time. Um, 
And like sticking to your non-negotiables and making sure that they still happen around your work and around your social life. And yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so um, the the fight was like great because that, that showed me, okay, I can stick to things. I can challenge myself. I can do, I can do it, even though I feel like I've got the worst willpower ever. Um, and then even like at the beginning of um, this year, again, I went through a pretty, pretty intense flare up, which is when I started working with, with Jack, just in terms of like getting my nutrition and stuff, right. Because I'd spent, you know, the greater part of the last year and COVID in Darwin, kind of living my best life and drinking and eating whatever I wanted and not having a really structured exercise regime. And of course, by the time, you know, four or five months of that, my skin was like, it was so bad. Like I literally had like welts and bumps and lumps and scabby skin. And it was just, I was so deeply depressed because it was just my body just going, you need to stop treating me like shit now and start yeah. doing all, doing, doing some good. And so then, yeah, like really dedicating again to that, um, health journey and like getting really structured with my food and eating and sort of changing my mindset around eating as well. And being open to change was massive. Um, I had a pretty, um, like I had a pretty, not, not, not a very structured plan around eating. I always thought that I ate really well, but I just didn't really structure it. So getting really structured with my nutrition and the supplements that I was taking and you realize how quickly when you put your energy into feeling good and making those positive changes, how much actually else can shift in your life as well. Mm. Yeah, because the body remembers trauma responses as well. So unfortunately, everyone's stresses in their lives are different and their bodies react in different ways. So, you know, what might be a little less stressful now for you is a trigger for what happened with your dad as well and your body can flare up. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's obviously a number of things, but things can set that specific thing off again especially if you don't have the foundations in place for your gut and lifestyle and um that's where I think it's really hard for people to understand it's like oh I don't feel stressed but yeah digestive system and what's happening on the inside is really stressed like there's all different types of stress that then influence what's actually happening to your body yeah Mm. Mm. It's a big one and it takes so much time. Like you'll see results, but it still takes so much time and energy. It's not one, like it's not a thing that happens in eight weeks. No way. It's a constant journey and it's like sometimes you're going to fall off that train. It's not always going to be smooth sailing. Sometimes you'll wake up and you'll want to eat a chocolate croissant for breakfast. And if that happens... (laughs) let it happen, but yeah. don't do it every day. Just make sure you're getting back yeah. on that bandwagon as quickly as you fall off it, because, you know, otherwise we wouldn't be human. That's all part of the journey, right? Mm, yeah. And it's like appreciating <laughs> that journey and appreciating learning from your body and learning from your mind in those moments. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. That is self-awareness though. Whew, that helps. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. self-awareness isn't something that comes 
like overnight you've really got to work at it gosh I've been working at it for so long and that's like you know going back to and what you girls do as well like having those tools like for me it's journaling like Mm. expressing my emotions because we go through so many different thoughts and feelings and emotions every day being able to express those in a certain way or like removing yourself from your just just the toxic distraction that can be social media sometimes and going and going for a walk along the beach or in nature and knowing that these little tools, having them in your back pocket are going to be the things that help you gain that awareness. But if you're not actively working on these little things and you don't have these tools in your back pocket, then you you think you really struggle to, to find that awareness. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Oh. No. <laughs> so true. Such good chats today. I love how aligned you are, like spiritually, so physically. <laughs> Gosh, it's been an hour. Wow. We really could keep going for another two, but I know. I think next time with a with a video. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think that's why they hired me, because I could literally just talk, talk. underwater. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming on we really really appreciate it I hope um I think a lot of people will get a lot out of that today yeah thank you for having me on it's been so lovely to talk to you both and yeah hope hopefully I've been insightful in some way (laughs) oh absolutely you've opened up different topics for people to kind of dive into and appreciate on their own journey I think it's just we want to share people's stories so it can kind of open other people up to dreaming and chasing whatever it is inside of them thank you oh that's good and good on you for what you're doing with your pod and the work that you both do as well it's so important thank, thank you, you so much, love. We'll, <laughs> we'll speak to everyone soon have a nice day bye